0: Hey, thanks for joining us here on the House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about the house, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the house app. Come on, church. Isn't it awesome that we've moved the house to your house to make living rooms? Come on, a place of worship, a sanctuary. Again, I want to encourage you to just enter into this time and invite the presence of the Lord. Come on into your homes, just like we always do. We're going to move into our time of giving, giving God his first and his best. We want to let you know that on our church website, we have a link that says the house cares. During this time, we've reallocated some of our resources help people and so if you find yourself in need you can go there click on that and we're going to help as we can church it's exciting that over the last couple years we've been able to turn money into ministry and I want to encourage you the best you can don't stop giving and here's why because God gives seed to the sower God gives seed to the sower. And so as we come and we give God our first and our best, we're asking you to just invite the presence of the Lord into your finances where he opens the windows of heaven on your life. And we believe as we do that, come on, we're going to, in this season, we're going to touch a lot of people. Be staying up to date on our Better Outside the Walls Wednesday because we're going to turn money into ministry. We're going to see God move in this time. Come on, let's gather our families together. Come on, come on. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, we ask for you to move over our families. God, as homes become sanctuaries, God, I believe that there's going to be a fragrance out of this season that blesses your heart. And Father, we love you and we thank you that you are moving Right now, in the name of Jesus, amen.
1: surrounds me, and my pain vast as the sea. the table. They found set me free, oh
0: god we just thank you for this time to be able to join as families as friends as a church to still be able to connect with you god i just pray that you would just continue to encourage us that we would continue to lean on you that we would continue to trust you today father God, we thank you and we love you. We trust you.
1: In the name of Jesus, we pray.
0: Amen. Hello, house family. Uh, it's so exciting to come to you uh, in your home. I, I have to tell you, man, my heart has been stirred this week as uh, many of you have texted and we've messaged and our staff has gotten with many of you. Um Minute, it's true that we are in a season of hardship. And um, when you turn on the news, when you faceTime friends, when you talk to your family, it's easy to talk about how bad it looks. It, it, it's easy to talk about what's going on, what's shutting down, what's going on with small businesses, what's going on with our own uh, finances. And we are all concerned, come on, with our loved ones. And I, and I think that as believers, how do we navigate a strong faith, believing, come on, that we are going to see God move, but then dealing with the fact that sometimes there are seasons that we read about in Exodus, that we read about in the Old Testament, that we read about the persecution of the church, even in the New Testament, and how do we balance, come on, faith, but yet reality? And honestly, I think 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9 is just a very encouraging scripture verse for me. I want to read it to you. It says, for we do not want you to be unaware, listen to this, brothers, of the afflictions that we experienced in Asia, for we were unaware utterly burdened, beyond our strength, and we despaired life itself. Come on, listen. In other words, Paul is saying, it was bad. Come on, it was really bad, and this moment... Begin to change my life. See, I think that we can be in faith and still recognize the season that we're in. Look at this. It says, uh, we don't want you to be unaware. And so my encouragement to us as we post online and as we navigate relationships that we are not so hypersensitive that we are unaware the truth of the matter is, there is a little bit of fear. People are scared. They do need faith, but we don't want to be unaware of what's really going on. Yeah, yeah, we want to deal with what's going on, because here's the deal. We don't feel like, as Christians, we have to protect God. Yeah, we, we don't. God is big, God is vast, and God has answers, and he is looking, come on, for his children to turn to him. It says in this, look at this, indeed, we felt that we had received a sentence of death, but that was to make us, look at this, not rely on ourselves, but the God who raises the dead. Come on, there's the faith, there's the faith. In other words, Paul is in a moment where this moment has marked him And what he found is that he could not do it on his own. That's where we're at. That's where Northwest Arkansas is at. That's where the nation is at. That's where the world is at. That we have leaned on so many surrogates. Our job, our economy, our savings account, our friends, our family, our comforts, our schedule, our busyness. But when all of that is stripped away, we will find this. We are unable to do it ourselves. Come on. And and I believe that what we will find is a powerful God who has answers. This experience marked the apostle... And he found something, listen to this, empowering. My hope for you, let me preach this, is that you find something empowering with all of this isolation. That, that the, the great things that could happen is that now we're not going to a church, come on, but the church is our home. Come on, come on th- th- there are some things that we could find and I am praying above all things that you find some power That will change your life. My assignment today is blessed over stressed. Blessed over stressed. Church, I don't know what the immediate future for us will be. Uh, I've heard people talk about, well, it'll be two weeks. I've heard people say it'll be three to four months. But as we navigate what we can't control and ultimately what we don't know, we could be ordered Uh, Next week, to stay in our homes. This adversity is like anything we've ever faced before, but here is what I do know. God's plan, come on somebody, will be accomplished, and His church will not end. God's plan will be accomplished, and His church will not end, and that's why what I'm going to share with us today is so important, because how we respond to this challenge, listen to this, will affect us long after this virus is over how we how we interpret and how we deal with this in my spirit, I know that God can use this virus, listen to this, wait for it to bless us. I I no I know that that's weird because how could we say that in context of uh, businesses shutting down and 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 people getting sick and, and and even people dying how could we dare say that this virus could um turn out in our lives come on to eventually bless us that sounds crazy for us but but is it crazier than Kyan West being a tool of the gospel? Cousin. Everybody thought that was crazy too. Is, is it crazier than um, uh, going through a whole season of, of The Bachelor and two days after it, did they break up? You know what I'm saying? Like, like is, it, is it crazier than you wishing uh, three months ago that you would invested in toilet paper? Come on, somebody. You know what like, there are some things that are, are crazy and I am trying to get us to see that I believe how we respond to this season could actually bless our lives. Today, I want to give you three ways that God could use this crisis to bless us. Three ways that God could use this crisis to bless us. The first is this. Times of testing can be turned into blessing. That's what we know from the scripture. That's what we know is that times of testing can be turned into blessing. Church, we all face tests. All of us. And there are moments where the foundation of what we believe will either crumble, come on, or it will harden and stabilize. That is... What test does? In fact, James chapter 1 verse 2 through 4 says this, count it all joy. My brothers, whenever you meet trials of various kind, this is a trial, for you know, come on, that the testing of your faith produces what? Steadfastness. Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect, listen to this, complete, and lacking nothing. What what, what does that mean? As we look at this letter that James writes us, James has been through some testing. James has seen his brother, come on somebody, uh, die on the cross, raise again. James is seeing some persecution within the church and he's writing a letter trying to let everybody know that your joy does not come from your circumstances. Testing produces steadfastness. What does that mean? Stability. Stability. What is steadfastness? Listen to this definition. Firmly fixed in place, immovable, not subject subject to change. Come on. Does our world, does our churches, do our families need a little bit of stability? Do they need a little bit of steadfastness? Come on. Listen to this. Steadfastness, okay, testing produces steadfastness, okay, Well, what does steadfastness produce? Steadfastness produces wholeness. That's what it says. What does it say? I remember reading this verse when I was young, and it was like perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. Man, I want to be that. And I actually thought, okay, can I be perfect? You can be whole. And that's what James is saying. Steadfastness produces being whole. Okay, what what does whole mean? Listen to this it is a is a state of complete harmony unity look at this a state of being unbroken and undamaged I believe you're we will have problems, come on, as long as we live this earth. Paul said, I have to beat my body daily in order for it to do what I need it to do in order to submit to the Lord. But there is this idea that while you walk through problems, you can find joy in the fact that you are stable and internally, come on, you are whole. Yeah, that's good. You are whole. Come on, that just kind of goes off in me. Without a test, listen to this, you are not prepared. Without a test, we reduce God's power. See, in times of testing, we begin to turn to the Lord. We begin to turn to the Lord. Even uh, a leader, Seth Godin, said this, uh, it is wars that make generals. I mean, you think about that concept, it is wars that make generals. In other words, every strong man or woman of God that I have met has gone through a test and has come on help me a testimony. Yes. And they are deeper because they trusted God, come on, listen, through the process. For us we believe that a time of testing can turn, come on, into a blessing. The second thing is this. How could this crisis uh, bless us? The second thing is this. Our attitude can either be defined by stress or Scripture. Our attitude can be defined by what we feel or changing to what we think based on, come on, the Word of God. I love this. As Jesus begins his ministry, he calls up a crowd. In Matthew chapter 5, and and, and I wish I had time to go through all of the Beatitudes. And and at some point in time, I want to, as a church, dissect all of these. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 3, here is Jesus seeing the crowd He went up the mountain, and when he sat down, now this is interesting that he went up the mountain. Why? Because in the Old Testament, only certain people could go up the mountain. But when Jesus came, he said, come on, everybody can come up the mountain. In other words, it is an open heaven, and what we want to teach you can change your life. So here's the deal. He sat down, his disciples came to him, he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed Are they? Or maybe you're King James. Come on, blessed are they. And he begins to unpack how to be blessed. And what is interesting to me is all of these blessings are contingent on your attitude, on how you feel and how you think and your worldview and how you think about life listen to this acts chapter 3 verse 26 says for god has raised up his servants and sent him to you first to bless you listen to this by turning every one of you from wickedness here is the idea Is that God could begin to use this. I'm not saying God caused it. I'm not saying it's God's judgment. There are a lot of other people saying a lot of other things. All I'm saying is that God can use this from turning us away from wickedness. And God sees that if I can get you to pivot. If I can get you to turn. You're going to be blessed. It is blessed because sin will destroy Come on, your life. It'll destroy it. For us, Jesus begins to tell the crowd, you can be blessed. You can be blessed if you'll make these decisions. You'll be blessed. Is it scripture? Or is it stress? When we open the Bible, listen, it changes our thoughts. It calibrates our thinking. Every day now, every hour, we got a new co- new conference, a news conference. The president's coming. Our governors are coming. Like every, It seems like every couple of minutes, there's a new thought that we have to think about. And all of these decisions are hard to navigate. And if we're not careful, we will be so stressed because the new normal just changed. But let me tell you something that doesn't change. The Word of God, come on, does not change. Base your life on a solid rock, a a pure foundation that will not shift and will not break in times of trouble. It's hard to navigate the emotions and the attitudes of this life. It's hard to see that we may lose a loved one. I mean, the reality is in in California, in all of these states, people are dying. How do we navigate that? It's hard to encounter a breakup. It's hard to watch small businesses and companies close their doors. It's hard to see the economy take a hit. It's hard to feel isolated and distant. But church, here is what I want to talk about. It's in these times that we've got to search The scriptures and begin to think, come on, not what Fox says, not what CNN says. Sure, we want to be informed, but the most thing that you want to be informed is here is what the word, come on, says. Find you about five scripture verses and begin to read them. Begin to dig into your word. Begin to build your foundation because here's the thing is that as we move through this, you're only going to be as strong. As your foundation, Jesus lays out a blueprint in the Beatitudes that he that he says all of these blessings. Listen, flows out of what comes out of your heart. Out of what comes out of your heart. If we were, if I were to ask you, how do you know you're a Christian? How do you know you're a Christian? Maybe one of you would answer, and you would say, "Well, I, I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus," and, and I would say that, that that's a great answer, but it's incomplete. It's incomplete. What, what What do you mean? Well, of course, we know the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, um, that 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 we we can be saved. But but I remember in the '90s, come on. A what would Jesus do bracelet. And everybody had a what would Jesus do. Everybody had a what would Jesus do. And it was like a, a sign of, of, of a Christian community that you had the WWJD. You, like you were in. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, someone made a, I was, you know, you know how you scroll. I was, someone made a, just a, a nasty comment. Um, very, very heart, hurtful and so everybody started to respond to these comments, and um, as I began to scroll people's comments based on what this one person said, it was amazing how many scripture verses were in people's profile, but what they responded with was worse than what someone said. I'm like, whoa, 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 and, and, and the person who made the the, the original post re copied one of the ones who commented and said, hey, uh, nice prof- profile. And it was, man, it hurt my heart. Here, here's what I'm trying to get at is if we're not careful, um, we will think it's only about what we believe. But here's the thing is Matthew eight twenty nine says, and behold, they cried out, What do you have to do with us? Oh, son of, come on, say it in your house. God, have you come here to torment us before the time? Here is the the enemy, the devil, the demons believe in Jesus and they know, come on, listen, that he is the son of God. They just won't submit and surrender and change in order to come under his lordship. Come on, help me preach this. Belief is huge. But these attitudes that Jesus began to show us are attitudes of the kingdom. And they're attitudes that he walks in. And if we were just to think about this, I don't have time to go through all of them. But look at this. Recognize that there's spiritual poverty. Mourn over sin. Be gentle. Come on, be meek. Which is controlled strength. Have an appetite, listen to this. Jesus said, have an an appetite for holiness. You know, I think it's important as we just stop and talk about that one. Is that heavenly things do not support the body physically. You know what I'm saying? But here's the deal. Earthly things can't support the soul. Listen to what I'm saying. Heavenly things, you still need to eat. Come on, somebody. I I can go to church all day long. We do a fast here. And I'm going to tell you, after the fast, your boy is hungry. Okay? I'm hungry. And as much time as I've had with the Lord, and it's been good, I want some pizza. Come on, somebody. I want a hamburger. I want a steak in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But, But the opposite is true as well. Earthly things will never squelch the appetite of your soul and it will never feed your spirit. Come on, does that make sense? The third and the last is this. We're talking about uh, three ways that God could use this crisis to bless us. The third and the last is this. We could, we could find dependence on God Rather than stuff. Come on, we could find dependence on God rather than stuff. In other words, look look, here is what Paul said. We're gonna go back to that verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Look at what does it say? For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the afflictions we experience. Come on, listen to this, in Asia. For we are so Utterly burdened beyond our strength, that we didn't even know if we wanted to continue living life. But I found something. That's what he says. He says, I go, I found something. And, and, and I'm hoping that you find something. I'm, I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping in all of this that church, we have all had moments when we've learned. And where we've leaned on more stuff than God. Could God use this crisis to bless us by returning us, come on, to dependence on Him? And could could that happen? Listen to this. Could we become one nation under God? Could we become, come on, not one nation under capitalism or socialism, not one nation under racism, not one nation under globalism, not one nation under Republicans or Democrats or independents, not one nation, come on, help me preach, under materialism, but could we become, come on, listen, one nation under, under God? This crisis... I believe could shift our soul. And that's my prayer. That's my prayer. That homes become sanctuaries for the living God. That fathers become priests of their home. That prayer is present over the prediction of news outlets. Come on. That's what I'm hoping for. The other day I was in a conversation with one of our church members. And we were just talking. And it's amazing. You know. A month ago, everybody was critical because they're too busy. Now everybody's critical because they got nowhere to go. The common denominator is us. is our heart. It, 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 come on, is our soul. Church, I pray this. listen to this. I pray that we never return to our old lives. Sure, we'll get back to stuff. But listen, stuff will not help you in a moment like we're facing. And it is my encouragement to you to live, come on, blessed over stressed. To live blessed over stressed as we end our online service today. We are going to have live prayer rooms that are opening. In fact, right now on the comments under the Facebook Live, they are putting in the four, the three or four rooms that we have available. And after this is over, if you want to get online and just have someone pray with you, we want to do that. Come on. And, and I would encourage you. Come on. Listen, we all need prayer, and we wanted to have a little bit of touch with our community. But I want to pray with you this morning. Church, I love you. And our staff has been working hard to um, connect with our body. And you'll receive texts and calls and, and, you know, your life group leaders will be reaching out to you. Um, but we also want to impact our community. I mean, listen, uh, we, we are going to abide by everything that our government asks. But at the end of the day, the church doesn't run away. It runs to. Right. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to run to people. If we have to clear out our auditorium and store items for hospitals. If we have to do uh, do food. I I don't know what we're going to do. But but, but I'm telling you that we're, we're going to help people. Let me pray for you. God, you see us. And you love us. And we need you. Come on, right there in your seat. Right there in your seat. Just would you tell him you need him? Come on, that that this test can turn to a blessing. Come on, we we need you, Lord, that our attitude can be defined by scripture and not stress. Come on, just just right now, could we find some dependence on the Lord? Today, we accept the test, we move away from stress, and we move to scripture. Begin to make our hearts deeper. We continue continue to have total dependence on you. Come on in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, church. We love you guys. See you in the prayer rooms. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.